0: Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty Court. Back in session. With me, as always, is a man who's recently undergone an artistic change in his musical life. Four words, people. Cold Slither Cover Band. Mr. Drew Celestina. Oh,
1: you know, the number of times that I've <laughs> considered covering that song, it's, 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 it's more than you would think, actually.
0: What about their back catalog? Do you celebrate the back catalog? Do they have a back catalog?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i still the one. Love it. Uh, Love it. That and the theme song to the movie are basically the greatest things ever.
0: Yeah. Basically. That's, that's probably a really deep cut for the general populace. Maybe just a very quick background
1: on what cold slither is okay well in the 80s we had uh the heavy metal craze and there was also the um heavy metal panic if you if you will from the parents groups and all that that were scared that these evil cds and and records yes. had had insidious hidden messages satan. on them yeah either to you know worship satan or uh uh kill yourself or you know whatever they put the record on backwards and or, or even forwards and the the famous Ozzy documentary, uh, the behind the music where the guy is explaining what was hidden in the background on suicide. So like, get the gun, get the gun, shoot, 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 shoot. And Ozzy's just sitting there like listening to this guy talk. And he's just like, I never said get the effing gun. (laughs) 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 Anyway, (laughs) kind of like that. He was more cohesive, cohesive even back in the nineties. Uh, time has not been kind to Ozzy. Anyway, um, Still sings somewhat well, though, which is... Yeah, it's weird, it's, like... It's, it's weird. It's strange transformation. But in any case, uh, so in the 80s, yeah, music was they had this kind of uh, evil intention behind it if you were uh, one of those concerned troll parents, you know, kind of pearl clutching and whatnot. So, Cobra, in the G.I. Joe cartoon, had this awesome plot... <laughs> Well, actually, GI Joe has to discover that, that it's Cobra behind yes. it. But uh, the Dreadnoughts, who were a biker gang, they, they were a metal band waiting to happen. They were, yeah, they were a biker gang who had the metal '80s metal aesthetic already. Yeah, especially Zartan. Yeah, but all of them really—the the guy, the one crazy mohawk—and and, and they were they were built to yeah. be a, a metal band. So they form a metal band. And they come up with the song Cold Slither and they, they all put in like full on eighties outfits, eighties b- butt rock outfits, and they film videos and the video goes out into the masses and sure enough it's it's a front for Cobra. Didn't the twins direct the video? They sure the did. Cobra twins? Extensive Enterprises, the legitimate <laughs> arm of Cobra. <laughs> I thought I thought Cold Slither was the name of the band. They well it was. Okay. But it was the, it was the treadnoughts the in disguise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they right. it was the band and the song. All right. That's Cold Slither. <laughs> And it's pretty dope. <laughs> Go on YouTube. It's awesome. <laughs> For what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right, folks. That brings us to our opening statements. Drew. Hey. You are sounding
1: better. Better, Healed, but not. Recovered? Um, at like 87%. Okay. it's It's slow going, man. And. I'm not blowing my nose as much, and I'm not coughing as much. Yeah. This is this is improvement. If you can tell, though, I'm still a little congested. I still sound a little congested. And I can feel it. I can still feel it in my skull. Whatever it is, it's still in there. And I can't shake it. But, I oh, I know it's there. When I take a little a step too hard on my heel, I feel it rattling in my head. When I, when I dry my hair in the morning... <laughs> Oh, do I, I feel it in my teeth. It's, it's just that shoot. There's something in there and it's driving me nuts. And the the meds, I, I finished off the meds over the weekend. <sighs> I'm, they're still in my system. So they're supposed to still be working for a few more days. But man, if this goes any longer, just, uh, you know, I'm just going to ask you to take me out back and you know, there's a hole out there. No, just, just, just throw me in there.
0: I don't know how to work the recording
1: equipment. <laughs> Someone will figure it out. <laughs> um, excuse me. And, and,
0: and I, you know, you're, you're my friend. I yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you, priority.
1: You know. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's... We're getting there. Slowly, yeah. but surely.
0: Well, see, from what I saw on Facebook and what I saw when I walked in, mm. uh, a, a new bundle
1: of joy has come into your mm. life. It has, actually, yeah. Uh, so... This is kind of an unforeseen turn of events. So I was looking to unload a couple of my pricier guitars, um, because I wanted to buy another amplifier for the house, because my main amplifier lives at the studio. And at home, I kind of play through the computer, which has pros and cons. Software is not as good as an amplifier, and it's just, you know... So I was going to buy another amp. So I was plotting to sell these two guitars, buy a little amplifier, and pocket some pocket some money. Well, a certain guitar that I recall when it was under... when it was commissioned from a, a forum that I used to frequent back in the day. I remember when this this little limited run was commissioned about 10 years ago, maybe 8, eight, eight years ago. I don't know. So it, it's been a while. Um, and I was always just like... Oh, that's nice! Oh, those are nice! Oh, what I would give to be able to have one of those. One of so there's there's six of them. Um, It was commissioned out of a store in Australia. Uh, They're a retailer, um, the the Western Hemisphere's biggest ESP guitars retailer. Uh, The owner Shane does a great job. ESP is a Japanese company, so there's that Pacific connection over there. here in north america we get esps but they're they can be pricey we, we at they at the time especially americans couldn't do these little limited runs that uh that australia could do so i followed this little run and lo and behold all these years later one should become available uh so the one sat in australia the guy who commissioned the run his store it sat in a case for years and it's in his private little collection. Untouched. Went. It ended up, you know, he's like, I gotta gotta, gotta call the herd, I gotta let it go. He lets it go to who but my friend Rob, who is my builder in San Diego, who does my custom work. So he's built uh, my white Explorer, which you may or may not see me play on stage, and I have another one under construction right now. He's a fantastic luthier. He got it. And... he didn't get on with it for whatever reason, so he's like, you know, I think I'm going to let this go, and I suddenly have all my plans for the the amplifier and pocketing the money Just went out, out the window. Out the window, I say, <laughs> sir, I will sell these two guitars as quickly as possible, and I will be purchasing said guitar. So after a month of uh, make you know wheeling and dealing, I got the two guitars sold. It was a little bittersweet to let them go, but say Levy, I have others, many others, yeah. so it, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate letting stuff go, man. Yeah, but yeah, I, it it's here. It's it's here, and it's pretty pretty dope. Pretty dope. That's gonna be uh, buried with me, probably. Maybe, maybe. Dare
0: maybe. I ask the final hammer price?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, but it. Like I said, it cost me two guitars to get it. Gotcha. So I'll leave it at that for now. Not as much as a, uh, let's put it this way, a new Gibson Les Paul Custom, or even a, let's let's not even new, let's just call it a Gibson Les Paul Custom, Okay. is going to run you north of three grand, probably into the four grand territory. Okay. This guitar is an ESP Eclipse made to full Les Paul Custom specifications. Okay. So... Spec-wise, you're we're on point, and uh, not for nothing. ESP's quality control is far greater than Gibson's, and I happen to like some of the aesthetic, the subtle aesthetic differences a little better. Um, I did not pay that much. Okay, so take solace.
0: So, so let me ask you: being a being a non-guitar guy, yeah, do you? Because obviously, I recognize the. The brand, Gibson. Uh-huh. Do you equate Gibson to how you would equate, like, Budweiser? So they're kind of... Um, well, Gibson is... kind th- of the
1: mainstream, general public knowledge brand. I wouldn't say that. Gibson is still American-owned. Um, Budweiser is not. Uh, Budweiser makes a cheap... Uh, a cheap, generic product. And they also conduct business pra- practices against smaller brewers. Gibson is not quite as nefarious in terms of screwing other builders and companies, although they do throw the legal arm out there for once in a while, but they still make a fairly high end product, though their quality control of said high end product is not as good as it should be. Okay. Although I've heard it's gotten better in recent years, I still am a little suspect of it. They are getting by more on name than they are on quality these days, and not, not to mention rock. as rock declines, um, guitar playing is getting a little more niche, and what you're actually seeing is like niche builders and boutique builders kind of gain more prominence, but it's not really prominence. It's just prominence among those of us that are still playing guitar and care, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So it's... So, it's fat. They are more of a lifestyle brand than a quality instrument maker. Like Harley Davidson. Uh, it's like the closest example I can think of. People don't want it necessarily because they know that it's a quality piece of equipment. They want it because of the brand name. Yeah. Gibson knows this, and that's why the quality control can be spotty because those of us that are really paying attention, they don't really care about. They're more just... We just want to get them out to the stores and the 50 year old plus crowd who wants to be Jimmy Page will buy them.
0: Yeah. So what is your guitar brand of
1: choice? ESP, uh, which that one is. And, um, if I, like I said, my builder, Rob, I would just ask him to do something Okay. based on an ESP. Usually. Yep. Um, if I had to pick, uh, off-the-shelf brands i'd probably say yeah esp or their their import line which is made uh, in korea not in japan that would be the ltd they bang for the buck fantastic guitars and uh even though i do not uh it's not my style guitar and i cannot like i feel weird playing them and they don't look right on me i'm a i'm a weird sucker for ibanez like shredder guitars Okay. so like uh steve Vai's guitars and and, right, and it, yeah the super strats basically i can't play them and I, I they just don't fit with me at all but i have a i'm a sucker for them i like i look when i see them I'm just like oh that's really cool oh that's cool <laughs> but i could never play one do you own me. one yeah let's see that's a super strat right there okay. that's, that's an ibanez guitar right there all right. my first guitar
0: i mean i'm looking at the rack of guitars it's just like to what you're informed about as compared to what i'm informed about like i could lay out five or six fight
1: sticks in front of you and it'd look the everything's same got a as, nuance yeah yeah um, so it's like that there's a there's a there's a niche for everybody so anyway that was pretty exciting um but if we're going to dive into the week uh slight the the, the, the illness has been the main thing kind of knocking me back this week uh friday was a little bit concerning we had to take lucas in to get uh one of his canines removed
0: Oh, Lucas. So,
1: uh, that was that was a little nerve-wracking. Dropped him off in the morning. He was not happy to go. He was sh- shaking as I left because he was just not happy to be at the vet's office, which is yeah. weird because, man, she babies him so much.
0: Rocky's the same way. As soon as you walk in, like there's that little space between the outer door and the inner door. Yeah. As soon as he gets inside that space, he is a floor
1: mat. Yeah. Lucas, just, kind of the same way. Which is, again, man, my vet's fantastic. Like She has a real soft spot for the bastards, especially, so... I don't know why he's so iffy, but anyway, yeah. that was uh, that was you know we were worried about him because that's a pretty major extraction. Yeah, and anytime we're going to put your dog under, you know, it's just a little scary. So he's fine. He's back. He was back to himself the next day. Nice. Um, and other than that, uh, we had uh, well, what did we have? We I guess we had the Bills game, right? And that was whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It, it happened. Yeah, I drank a lot of uh, Vermont beer on or, Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Bills won an ugly, ugly game against a terrible, terrible team. So there's legitimately nothing to get excited about.
1: Go Bills. And it's week
0: one. And it's week one. They could go 4-0 to start, and I'd be like, okay. I've
1: seen that game before. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that act I've before, sir. I've seen before. Then they finished the season 5-11. and 11. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, whatever. Um, Friday, we did have game night. You were not here. Alan also did not partake because what'd think, you guys play we played a uh, mountain of madness i've never heard of it you so did? you know how we have our we we, we you know we got our particular oh you didn't like it
0: styles of game that we, that <laughs> we <laughs> i've we've been friends long enough that i can kind of tell from the outset of how you start a sentence that you know
1: it's not that it's a bad game it's actually a clever game let's just say that you know you have the kind of style of games you're into yeah i've discovered the kind of guy games i'm not into okay games where i have to act in like so oh, like a charades
0: type acting not, whatnot? that's
1: not charades exactly like uh pandemic is that the one where you all everyone's got a role and there's there's like you know people you get asked questions and you have to lie or you have to be deceitful. Oh or, no,
0: I know what you're talking you about. Like act werewolf something. Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by like Night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. good one.
1: So probably a good thing we never played that Batman
0: card game because that's a lot of that.
1: Anything here. where I have to act out things or or in this particular case, um, there's a whole deck of Quirk cards where you are given um, an, uh, an insanity of of some kind. Yeah, and you have to that's you have to act that out during your turn. Mm. Don't make don't don't make me do tricks. I just want to play the game.
0: <laughs> what am what
1: I, clown? My clown amuse you? you. Yeah, it's, it's a fine game. Uh, everyone else seemed to enjoy it. I was getting a little perturbed because it's just like, look, I just want to beat the game. Yeah, yeah, I could see you now liking something like that. So anyway, um, that's about, I think actually that's all we played. Um, it took a lot longer than expected, as I'm finding every game does. Those well, boxes lie, sir. A
0: f- well, no. See, here's the thing, though. A first playthrough of any game add thirty to forty minutes to the time. Of the minimum, box. minimum, minimum. Yeah. Games we've played multiple times, like Seven Wonders, we
1: knock out. We can out crush that. No yeah, ball. that's that's true. We can get like three or four. So the box, what the box actually. should really say is, your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. There should be two numbers on it. First playthrough, six hours. Veteran, thirty minutes. <laughs> I played.
0: I ended wow. up playing a new game. uh so I'll get to that in my week.
1: So, we'll to be know. honest, that's really it for me, man. That's it so, for you. Uh, I saved. A, I saved. Helped save a runaway dog yesterday too. Way to go, you! Oh man, got in my voice lesson. I'm driving up a uh, uh, forest, and there was a dog running down the street, down the middle of forest Forest Avenue. Like, oh my god! Yeah. So another car was is the one chasing it, and we we're both trying to. I, I saw it. He he's trying to slowly get, I mean luckily traffic wasn't that bad so he was yeah. like in the other lane trying so to cut it off of trying and, to box him in so was well, was I, put, I put my hazards on and then sure enough like 10 other cars behind us in each direction actually well, they all saw what was going on and everybody kind of slowed down this dog ran yeah. through like two major intersections it was you know it was kind of hairy fortunately he got tired and we got to a residential area um, and he started running on lawns which was much I felt much better about Finally, slowed down enough where we, you know, we all kind of like started parking to the side, and we all just got out and slowly encircled Converged. him. And oh, yeah, poor guy! He was a rescue dog. He was a foster, uh, do- yeah, he was someone's foster dog. <laughs> He's okay. He was good. okay. So yeah, did my did my good deed for for the week. So. Good. That's it. Awesome. Uh, well, my weeks.
0: Um, earlier in the week. I actually downloaded a game off the PlayStation store. Not Windjammers? Well, I've been playing Windjammers. Don't get me wrong. I've been playing <laughs> a lot of Windjammers. Putting in the work. Yeah. Um, a lot of lag on the online, though. That's it's a shame. To crazy. would ah. um, There's a free-to-play game on PlayStation Network called Dreadnought. Okay. And it is... How best to describe this? It's like aerial dogfighting, but with capital starships.
1: Okay, wow.
0: Yeah. So, like, there's, in the free-to-play version, you get uh, four different ships, and you can upgrade them, and then you just kind of, there's, like, Deathmatch, where you spawn in on the stage, and the stage are, like, these massive space stations or whatnot, and you can just, like, you know, fly around, but it's with, like, you know... Imagine flying around like the the cor the curling Corvette for, or the Tan of Four yeah. from Star Wars or Star Destroyer. You're doing it with that. Controls in this game are fantastic. Okay. You thrust and steer with the left analog we stick. Thrust. <laughs> um you go up and down with the <laughs> Stop <laughs> Family show. Uh-huh. Um, you go up and down with the L1, R1 buttons. Uh, you aim with the left analog stick. And then you have different weapon array choices with the standard buttons. Okay. And you fire with the trigger as well. Well, Another really cool thing about this is it makes use of the touchscreen to where, like, you can swipe, kind of hearkening back to the PC X-Wing days, you can redirect the energy in your ship to different areas. Hmm. Like, if you want to bolster your shields, you swipe right. If you want to <laughs> boost your weapons, you swipe left. If you want to boost your engine, you swipe up. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Like, it's, for, it's free, and like I'm perfectly content with the free version. Um, you get four different ships. You get uh, kind of a medium-class assault ship kind of like a battleship and then you get a kind of a assist ship, maintenance and repair ship, but it's like really fast and very maneuverable. And then you get like your your kind of standard big capital ship, like star destroyer type, which is the one I use a lot. It's like really slow moving but packs a really big punch. And then you get a ship that in the in the description, there is like audio description of each ship when you first try out. It's got a great tutorial system. The guy says this is basically just a gun with engine strapped to <laughs> it, so it's kind of like a sniper ship. It's just like a big rail gun, and it just kind of like does a lot of damage. With ch- shots take a while to charge, and it's really fun game. I would highly recommend hmm. giving it a whirl. Cool, because it's something like it's a it's not a genre that. We're not familiar with, like, obviously going back to, like, the N64 and the GameCube, babes, the the Rogue One Mm -hmm. uh, series. This is just that with really big ships. Cool. So it's a lot of fun. It's always fun to pull up next to a ship and just let the broadside fly. So there was that. Uh, Friday night, I was not able to make game night because my friends Brian and Corey, who will be getting married next month, I know because I'm officiating the ceremony, Ah, uh, they had their Jack and Jill bachelor bachelorette party. Cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I was at a, a quaint little watering hole called the Walmore Inn out in West Seneca. All right. And Another I, event. I now this is good, you're going to laugh when you hear this, but- uh-huh. But, you know, is, I'm sorry. It's what the drink's called. So I, I upheld my title of being king of the wangers. The drink is called wangers. It's one of those drinks that, like, Alrighty then. the bartender just spends, like, good five or so minutes just pouring all different types of alcohol in a, in a shaker. Mm. And people typically drink shots of it. Yeah. I drink it out of pint glasses because it's good. And I had like good luck with that. I had like two and a half of those shakers.
1: Wow! So yeah, that seems like a lot. It was good. <laughs> well, as long as you're good. happy. Yeah, it was a good. So time. You were feeling. You were feeling the joy. Yeah,
0: I was. Uh, I was. I was having a good time. Everybody was. Okay, Fun. you were just had marrying
1: people at the bar, huh? You were just marrying people at the bar. You know, funny. I'm officiated. Let's I'm- go.
0: I'm Who actually, wants to get married? Exactly. I said uh, to them Friday night, I'm like, no, because this Friday I'm going to get uh, licensed and whatnot. You're not if, even licensed and you're doing this? Yeah. You wow. just Like, you literally, you just, like, fill out a form, pay and Sure, sure, and sure, sure, sure. get licensed as an officiant.
1: I figured you would have been on top of that by now, though, seeing as the wedding is, you know.
0: It's next month. I got plenty
1: of time. All right. All right. Um,
0: I said, I'm just going to trick people into getting married at the reception.
1: Like when they get good
0: and liquored up, I'd be like, "Hey, surprise! Like, hey, you like that guy? Yeah. Hey, you like that girl? Yeah. I now pronounce you man and wife. I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Dud. So yeah,
1: that'll be fun. I that that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. So that w- that was Friday night. Uh, Thursday night was X Wing night per Norma. Uh, <laughs> it's s- on the calendar now. Scum Timber continues. So how'd we fare? Uh, we went zero and three. We got lit up pretty badly. Ooh. I had a... Uh, well, I'm I'm experimenting with the the scum and villainy. Fair enough. So I'm trying different builds of different things. Um. So, yeah. I'm sorry. My two-ship build couldn't fend off four Y-wings. Wow. Laser oh, wow. So, yeah. I got them down to one Y-wing. So. That's not bad. It's yeah. respectable. Uh. So then Saturday... What was Saturday? Saturday was something. But I can't remember what it was i had a wedding i neglected to tell you about that but you it was, did have it was a great. wedding it was great did you see my uh, my photo comment on one of those pictures um maybe poster of twins
1: yes we, <laughs> you were not the first one to observe this
0: okay um sunday was the football game we discussed that nah uh, <laughs> sunday night um my friend adam came over and we played some games i played a uh, manhattan project for the first time why do i
1: think i've played that
0: I don't think you've played it, but Alan has it, and he's, he always brings it, he suggested it on no okay. numerous occasions. What kind of game is that? Uh, worker Placement.
1: Worker Placement. Okay. Uh, a
0: lot of fun. Really, right. really enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah. That was pretty much it. You got a nice four-day weekend coming up. Why? Because uh, Julie's birthday. Oh,
1: right, right, right. Julie's
0: birthday is Friday night, so I took off Friday, and I took off Monday, you know.
1: Just boy. because. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, ladies and gentlemen... Those are our weeks. If you would like to tell us your week, send us any questions or comments. you can do so at the following social media locations. You can find us on Twitter at devil'sdo pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devils you can email us at the devil's gmail at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils com. that being said, Drew. We're going kind of old school today, because we've only got two questions in the old mailbox, and it's from Mr. J. Gelsimino and Mr. Alan Waiters.
1: It's, it's, it's like a warm blanket. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a warm blanket of familiarity. All right, starting with Mr. J. Gelsimino. Carl and Drew. And I would, to give some background to this question, because we were discussing last week what was the better De Niro performance, Goodfellas or Casino,
1: Mm. and I asked Jay if he'd
0: watched Casino yet. Yes. He has not. Yeah,
1: I've been talking, that's been a point of contention with me and Jay for quite a long time. He said,
0: I will watch Casino this week, I promise. Do you actually believe that's going to happen? No. I
1: don't know. That's
0: okay. It's okay. It's okay. Shake your fist at us all you want, Jay. All three of us know that's not. <laughs> he's unsubscribing honestly.
1: right now. <laughs> Unsubscribe. This is it. I Thanks. can't take any more.
0: <laughs> to turn the tables on you, what is the greatest movie you've never seen? I don't know. Well, I think he's asking like <laughs> a, a film of renown that oh, a lot of people have, seen that I have that not seen. Not. Okay. I think mine's pretty easy. Uh Citizen Kane.
1: Oh, it's good. They have never seen it. Yeah, it's great. It's one of those again it was a media a media major so you know it was kind of on the on the syllabus but from a filmmaking standpoint it's it's amazing captivating and uh in terms of uh execution just masterful Ma- and it's still ripped off to this day like it's a, it yeah so good movie yeah. um i guess in my case if we're talking like that uh I would have to say either, well, both, really, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind. Haven't seen either. I can forgive you Gone with the Wind. Casablanca, you gotta see that. Yeah. It
0: is, it might be the perfect movie. RoboCop's my
1: perfect movie, so we might be off on a slightly different tangent. RoboCop's a damn good movie. <laughs> um,
0: it's Cas- pretty, it's pretty Casablanca perfect. might be the perfect
1: movie. I saw a video of you Peter will- Weller playing video games against RoboCop. Have you I seen I saw this? that, too. Who was in the RoboCop suit? I don't know. Was was Peter Weller. It was a good-looking
0: RoboCop suit yeah. too. It was RoboCop. It was dude dressed in per, in film accurate yes. RoboCop suit playing the old Data East RoboCop arcade and game. And Peter Weller was playing the pinball and machine. And right next to him RoboCop is playing the RoboCop pinball
1: machine. Peter Weller. It was Peter Weller. Man, I I could swear I only saw the video for a second so I got to watch it again, but I could swear that it was a movie accurate suit, but it had like it had improvements on it. I yeah. got to I got to investigate further. Not Just, only that, dude was
0: moving exactly to screen spec. Oh, uh, like you would do like the whole tank turn pivot thing. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. Anyway, uh yeah, but but no, those def- those two those two are yeah, probably You the should movie definitely type.
0: watch Goss Blanca. You would love the character Rick blaine okay the humphrey bogart you'd love him
1: more recently i would say uh i haven't seen interstellar and i don't care Interstellar's good everyone thinks i would love it and it's i probably of, would I but think- i have this whole man once once you're on my bad list you don't really get back on very easily and like i i'm just noland out rise has kind of killed me with nolan like that was kind of the end for me eh. In, I, well, no, that's not that's not true. Inception was was kind of my breaking point cause it was I, I so. Can, I can
0: forgive a good filmmaker or a misstep or two. I enjoyed Inception, but yeah, Rise was it, Inception's great. fine, but
1: yeah. it, the, it, the 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 People audience to make the Audience the killed it for me. Basic, yes, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. bro, Inception, bro, so deep. It's like oh, like God. When you say
0: when you say something is the next blank.
1: Yeah, you're wrong. It's, that. Well, nine times out of ten, you're wrong. So anyway, Interstellar is probably the most recent example of a great movie that I've just... I missed out. Sorry.
0: Yeah. You like... I've I've come to the... This is kind of my policy now.
1: Yeah? With you. Oh.
0: If there's something I think is really good that I think you will enjoy... Yeah. I will tell you about it once. Maybe twice. Okay. Because I find... Whenever something is good, the more people tell you to watch it, the less the likely wall, you are. Yeah, to Yeah, the watch wall it.
1: the wall gets a little bit little higher. To clear,
0: see Rick and Morty, which you have not.
1: I made a, I made a, I made an attempt, mm-hmm. and it was not online like it was like I was promised, and that's just, you know that's as far as I was going to go. Yeah. See,
0: okay. I'm putting some effort for these things. Only so many hoops I'll go through, man. No, nobody ever stumbled across a treasure chest. I, I they did. had to dig. For I it. I did. Many times. Okay. Go on. Carl, if you had to light a fire and you had nothing but a match and a face, whose would you think would work best? Danny Trejo's, Ray Liotta's, Hugh Jackman's, or Daniel Craig's? This is a tough call because I feel immediately after I light the match, I'm not going to need the match because I'm going to be too busy getting whooped. No, not necessarily. I think you it know it could what? be a friendly lighting of the match. You know what? From everything I've seen, and if I'm going to get beaten by someone, I'd like it to be this guy. But from everything I've seen, Danny Trejo is a really nice guy. When he's Seems not be a really nice
1: when he's guy. not you know butchering people with machetes.
0: Well, you know you got to have a day job. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say Danny Trejo. That's the right answer.
1: Ray Liotta's face. I it, while while you know. It looks like it could light a match. I bet it's more soft than it is hard. Yeah, and just, like just a thought.
0: And if Dan Trejo decided they needed to end me after lighting a match on his face, it'd be like that scene from The Simpsons when Rainier Wolfcastle was on Inside the Actor Studio. It's an honor to eat your hot lead, sir. <laughs> okay, Drew. Yes, you're starting a gang. Yeah, I am. You may select four people as enforcers from wrestling. Who do you select? How many? four four and why are the other three still not as terrifying as minoru suzuki
1: i can pick four enforcers
0: and real quick before you do this yes uh interesting trivia by knowing me you are less than six degrees of separation removed from bam bam bigelow am i yes my friends brian and Corey, who i mentioned earlier yes Corey's mother yes once married to bam bam bigelow well he's dead so oh yeah that's amazing and he also had one of the worst intro songs ever the Bam Bam song? Yeah.
1: That was great. That was, that was awesome. you ever listened to it outside of... A lot of entrance themes don't work outside of an arena. You just got to accept that. But in the in, okay. the in the arena, for an entrance, it works. Okay. Real right, American's so, a terrible song. So. <laughs> but when, when the Hulkster comes out, brother, you know, you just, you just got to mark out. Although not so much these days. Um, <laughs> let's see. Arn Anderson, top of my head. Absolutely. Double A is... He he is the enforcer, so you got yeah. you got to have Iron on there. Um, I, I'm I'm assuming because he mentioned Suzuki, I can't pick Suzuki, so I'm going to take him off the, off the table. Uh, dare I say, Fale is going to be one of my enforcers. He is the underboss of the Bullet Club, even though he's more you know he's less bad luck Fale these days as, as than he is food truck Fale these days. But but whatever, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to begrudge the guy. So I'm going to have double A Fale. Um. Steve Blackman can be one of my enforcers. He's going to be the silent one. He's not going to be a guy that's going to, you know, put anything flashy out there, but when I when I need someone to go take care of business, Blackman's going in. And for my fourth, hmm, fourth enforcer, just a guy who gets the job done, puts the work in. Just because I think he's criminally underrated right now and criminally underused right now uh, give me Luke Harper Luke Harper can be my fourth enforcer seeing as WWE apparently forgot he's on the roster I guess he needs something to do so okay. he, he can come be my fourth enforcer I like that line that's a pretty right. solid line I've got
0: four okay. I, just, I just thought four off the top of my head now when you're thinking when I hear the word enforcer I'm thinking like enforcer and kind of hockey and basketball parlance Okay, not necessarily a finesse tool but more a sledgehammer that's the that's kind of that's the route I took as well so here's my four yeah one man gang. Okay. Demolition.
1: Both of them? Both of them. Okay. I'm not counting crush.
0: And so no, OG. God, no.
1: OG. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, neon crush is fine. Demolition crush now.
1: No crush is fine.
0: <laughs> um, and then lastly, because you need someone who at the end of the day, if things go bad, is just going to keep coming back no matter what. McFoley. Foley. Uh, I don't think
1: Mick's an enforcer though.
0: Yeah, but how are you going to stop him? Believe it or not, you can Doesn't can't, you, matter. You, 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 put a bullet in his head, dude. he'll he'll shake it off and put on Santa Claus hat and just keep coming. This at is you. this is true.
1: I mean, he does have that going for him, but he, he can't be beaten. He's, he's he'll, he'll be a damage sponge. He's gonna that's absor- that's he's, true.
0: He's gonna absorb the hits that the others might take. That's fair. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like it. Like, he's okay. He's the big dark lighter of <laughs> WWE. I say that not so much for for movie reference, but for <laughs> X Wing reference. You know how, like, each pilot, some pilots have a, a unique skill to yes. them? Yes,
1: <laughs> Is Biggs a damage sponge, literally? <laughs>
0: Pretty much. Biggs' skills, like, if he is within a certain range of another friendly ship that you can target, you have to target Biggs. That's kind of cruel, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, <you> know, <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's the manic. I, That's where it's the point. I guess so. All right, Jay, thank you very much for the questions. On to Mr. Alan Waiters and really briefly before we get to alan's questions we just want to uh, send good thoughts and prayers to all those affected by the recent storms uh, ah. alan had some family down in the area hopefully they're all well and uh by all means guys open up the wallet throw out some donations out there find some charities where all the money goes julie and i made a donation help help some people out can't go without saying well said yeah Okay, Alan Wears, Carlinger, why are horror films today not as good as horror films of the 80s and early 90s? Mm. What films scared you the most as a kid? Uh, Well, as far as to why they're not good, this is something you're going to be able to answer more than I can, because horror movies just aren't really my genre. I
1: used to like when I was a kid, just not, not so much anymore. Well, I think to us, though, that era is better, 70s, 80s horror movies yeah. to a kid today they might think they're dumb the yeah. kid, kid today oh, was gonna, tame. yeah tame or silly you know um so it's probably a matter of perspective there but i you know being in that demographic i'm not going to disagree i feel like what's happened is the 70s and the 80s laid out the template and now all the horror movies today just stamp out the template yeah. so audiences are they're not shocked anymore because they know what to expect And somewhere along the line, Hollywood got smart, not smart. I mean, smart's the wrong word. But they they figured out that if you just do a creepy jump scare every five seconds, that counts somehow as a horror movie, even if the movie itself is terrible. It's it's so scary, though, because there's, you know, jump scare. And it's like, like, because they're
0: so cheap to make, big studios are wary to the kind of Go away put, from put the formula.
1: In. Yeah, they they stick to the formula. They don't spend a lot of money, and they just. Which is why it takes it like like Get Out was a huge hit this year. Yeah, haven't seen it, and it, that, it, I've heard about the plot though, and it's it that definitely interests me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that it had to be like all independently funded and whatnot, but it got great success because an original concept.
1: Yeah, that's it's strange, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's again, it's a matter of perspective. I'm sure it's to someone else that you know a horrifying movie came out more recently than the ones that we're talking about but different strokes different folks times move on but i yep. still think that the, the that the era that alan and i and you would prefer again wrote the book yeah and now the book is just being copied and not really innovated so yeah that's that's probably a movie that scared me as a kid i was terrified of the predator for really? when, I, when i was a kid I mean, it's one of the best movies ever. I love Predator. It's like perfectly done. That movie is masterful. Yeah. It is masterful machismo. Yep. But but it's so good at it. Um, it's but, like two different movies. But it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Predator freaked me out as a kid. Not for nothing.
0: Still to this day, summertime rolls around. I walk outside by myself and I hear woodpecker off in the distance. I think.
1: The woodpecker? Or is it the Predator? Ah, uh, yeah. That, you know, the noise. I was talking to Predator today with somebody. Did you know, you probably did, but did you know that the Predator we got on screen was not the original Predator that would, that they started with in the movie? Van Damme. Van Damme. Yeah. Do you see the original design? No. Uh, would have been a whole different story, sir. <laughs> would have been a whole different story.
0: So I think the film that scared me the most as a kid was my first... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which would have been Nightmare on Elm Street 3. See, those didn't scare me. I liked those. Well, that was my first real encounter with like a horror. Okay. Modern horror film. I loved like the Universal Classics, the black and white. No,
1: see, those never scared me. Yeah,
0: they're because they're, they're not... Yeah. It's, it's, again, it was a different template sure, for horror yeah. when those were made. The right. template wasn't made yet. They made the template and then you know, Carpenter and And Craven reinvented the template in the 70s, 80s. Right. Um, So, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And then, like, I got over and I, you know, watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and Halloweens and whatnot. So, yeah.
1: I have an affinity for the monsters themselves, but the the movies that they're in usually aren't that good.
0: Yeah, I think Nightmare on Elm Street started out, like, legit horror movie but with each one got campier and
1: campier. Sure, sure. Friday likewise,
0: the 13th. Say it likewise. Not to, it didn't so much get campier. See, camp. Camp, Friday campier, 13th, you know, campier. Um, it just kind of never strayed from the formula. It was like, no, not this really. This is what it is. Well, Here's the tank, how are you going to kill the tank? He did go to New York. He did go to New York. And space. And space. Oh, God. That, that was one's underrated. That was, that Here's was why. fantastic. It's a terrible movie. The holodeck scene
1: was just That was fun. Oh god. The, the it's got one of the best kills in the franchise. Which one? When he puts the the girl's head in the in the uh 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 liquid nitrogen and then smashes her face into, it, it, into ice. That's a good one. That was incredible. Very Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. That yeah. was that's awesome. That's yeah. uh, that was amazing when so, I saw that. Anyway, um Halloween Yeah, never did anything for me. I know he's like the original. They're great. Like yeah. they're the first the The, first one the underlying
0: story of halloween is probably the best of the three major franchises if you don't go too deep
1: into it yeah just just Um, just the base yeah it was don't look into the origin of michael myers because then it gets dumb yeah but just the the base is good um and child's play yeah
0: underrated new one coming out see chucky i think this is like the 18th one that many
1: I don't know. I stopped but caring.
0: It's like, I think we're approaching double
1: digits. I think once they hit Bride, out. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. done here. <laughs> did you see? Did you ever
0: see um, there was an internet video when Bride came out? It was Bride or one of them. They did this promo thing that was straight genius. You know how like, in the bus stops, they got like the light-up signs. A lot of times they put movie posters oh, in there. Oh, yeah.
1: I've seen this. I've seen this yeah, on Yeah, YouTube. the little guy in the Chucky yeah, suit comes he jumps bursting through the yeah. glass.
0: I'm like... A, that's genius. Yes. B if that happens to me, I'm not running, I'm punching. Yeah. Because I just I'm out of shape. I don't like to run. Um, <laughs> I can't run away. <laughs> I can't, can't. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Carl. Do you think Sony blew it early this year when they had exclusive games like Zero like Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo, and Tales of Vespera? They have not had a must-have game since Do you think they are waiting for Christmas to launch holiday games? Um, I don't think they necessarily blew it earlier in the year. Um, When you have a game that's ready, most of those games were released around the holiday times. There's always going to be big releases around holiday times. Um, Yeah, they haven't had like a lot of huge games since then, but they definitely didn't blow it. Like Horizon Zero Dawn was a system selling game. And the other two were really good, solid titles. I mean, and just in comparison, I'm not saying this is a dig or anything. The Switch has had Zelda, which is a system-selling, yeah. genre-defined game. Yeah. Do they really have a system-selling, must-have game between Zelda and Mario? Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, yeah,
1: and, and Splatoon 2. Yeah, both of them.
0: I would I would say Splatoon two is good. I wouldn't say it's systems like I must think, have systems. I, I think
1: you don't understand the Splatoon fan base. <laughs>
0: I understand the Nintendo fan base and kind of.
1: Uh, there's so. but there's, there's, there's segments there. I don't uh, I don't think Sony blew it. I mean, you have. I think to be fair, I think those three games that Jay mentioned were all released around the same Alan? time. Allen. no, <laughs> no, we're on Alan. Are we on Alan? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Are you sure about this? Yeah. Okay. My bad. I can't keep track anymore. Um, I I think he's got a point. Um, I think maybe, perhaps, perhaps, Sony could have spaced those three titles out over the course of the year and gave them a little more, little more zaz push to kind of if,
0: if they, they were apl- all sprinkle
1: s- sprinkle a little Nintendo dust on them. And make people thirsty a little bit before the next game comes out. Well, now, the thing is, Sony doesn't have to do this because they have sold so many consoles. Yeah. It doesn't really matter anymore. But, you know, if you are feeling a little starved right now, a little, not for nothing, but, you know, a little, a little restraint goes a long way. If, if they were all
0: first-party Sony-made games, yeah. I'd agree with you. Sure. I agree with you definitely. I so but we've got different game, different companies, companies publishers doing. Okay, we're making this game. This is what's
1: coming out. See, I guess I feel like uh, that's where the that's where the uh, the manufacturer, the console manufacturer, should step in and be like, we want." Yeah, but
0: then the game companies get fire back and be like, "Are you going to compensate us for holding off on releasing this game?" And then the console manufacturers are like, "Why are we going to pay you not to release a game that's going to make us partial money?"
1: I feel like everybody should, I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said for the sprinkle it, sprinkle it out release schedule. And I think the third parties would also do be do well to acknowledge that too. So yeah, they no, might I, not want to sit on it and they, you know, but yeah, I but mean, if it, I'm just, them, it doesn't
0: make any business sense to
1: sit sure on it. Sure it does. No one doesn't. <laughs> okay. Hang on, follow me here. Yeah. Using our movie logic. Why don't Marvel and Warner Brothers put more movies out on the same day? Why doesn't Justice League come out the same day as Avengers? Because there's going to kill both of their box yeah, office. really money. Same on principle in video games. If the three games launch in the same window, maybe if you would have held out a little bit longer, you could have sold x more games. Now, I'm sure they got a spreadsheet somewhere that figures out that that's negligible, but yeah. in theory, that's that's my point. Like maybe if they would have just just a little bit sprinkle it out over the course of the year, Give each title of a real marquee showing. I, I think though like it's slightly different
0: with video games than with movies, because a bit. with movies I don't think there's the, <sighs> the competitiveness. I think they all just want to make money. I don't necessarily think they want to knock each other off. To use a video game example. Every November we get a Call of Duty now. Sure. And sure enough, every November we get a couple games from big companies that are first-person shooters that are trying to take over that number one spot from Call of Duty. Last year was Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1. Sure. There, I think there's a lot more competitiveness in the video game market than there is in the film market. Well, I'm sure because, Warner Brothers would because love here's, Marvel and, to go away. Well, no, yeah, they probably would, but here's another thing. Movie makers are smart enough to know, you know what? Even today at like 10 bucks a pop, we're probably going to go see both movies. We're going to go see Avengers and Justice League. Yeah, video games at sixty bucks a pop. You, you choose you your three. You, yeah, you, choose you get a little three more wisely. Same
1: type game come out at the same well, time. You're only getting one. Well, again to further my point, then they, those three titles should be more.
0: They should. Have no, I get that. I'm just saying again with first party
1: titles. You don't I want think everybody should play nicer together. <laughs> Everybody's looking out for each other. That's all I'm saying. You, I've I've learned these past couple months. You,
0: the way we view how decisions, video games companies make is very different in that you view it from an artistic standpoint i view it from a business standpoint
1: i always try to view everything from an artist's perspective because i think there's more value there
0: no i'm not saying there isn't i'm just saying i'm i see the point of the company that wants to make money
1: i I do and i i get that i'm just not with that no i i
0: didn't say i agree with it i'm just saying that's yeah no that's how i how i tend to see it um, so yeah, I don't think so. I mean, blew it. They got a bunch of big games again coming out in the next couple months. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Marvel Capcom. It's coming out later. That's going to be I a still, system
1: seller, brother. I
0: still don't care. I know. I know you don't. Although quick shout out and kudos to Justin Wong. There's a Marvel. There's a big Marvel vs. Capcom tournament relatively oh, I early. I think I heard about this. And Justin Wong has declined to participate in it because he got an early release copy of the game mm-hmm. and he's had time to learn the game, get good at the game. And he just said it wouldn't be fair No, to people. Like I think the turn the game will have been out a week the time tournament takes place. So kudos to him. There you go. I mean, it probably them I mean, anytime you fight Justin Wong in a versus game. It's not fair. It's <laughs> just godlike. Drew. Yeah. What? board game will receive the drew celestino the Druies, the Druies. oh this should be a year. thing game of the year which is highly which is a highly recommended one and which is the best strategy game he's got like three questions mixed in here so
1: wow so. um got,
0: at, i don't know I,
1: this is more for you i'm, I'm not i i like games and end end of the year award show on devil's dude okay which board the Druys and the duties? What gets my game of the year which is highly recommended and which is the best strategy game um, I don't know how you really define a strategy game.
0: Um, probably things like, might have to help me out here. Uh, Cutthroat Caverns is in part a strategy game. Okay. Uh, anything that probably has engine
1: building. I like, I do, oh, I do like a good engine building. Um, let's see what, I mean, it's just kind of a spoiler if I give it away now then, isn't it? If mm. we're, if we're doing druids. Well, um, we got a come on, something might knock it off. This is true um i haven't really been keeping uh score meant well no i guess you do kind of keep score mentally what you like what you don't um all stars for me this year so far uh terraforming mars i enjoyed a lot um uh oh what was the other one that we just played oh oh just blood rage was was a God. that that was a that was a fun discovery uh let's see um did we did I discover Seven Wonders this year? Or we we kind of been, this is the timelines get. A I little.
0: think I think Seven Wonders kind of came into our gaming lives late last year. Okay,
1: all right, that's that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, th- those are my big two right now. I think Terraforming Mars and and uh, and Blood Rage. Those are two those, are, those are the standouts right now. Yep, for my favorites.
0: There's a a game coming out soon by the guys who did Blood Rage called Rising Sun. Uh huh old Japan oh, negotiations, yeah. whatnot. Can't wait for that one.
1: Can I commit seppuku?
0: Um, I think it's encouraged at some point. <laughs> in the I think you score points. You score, you <laughs> die, but you score points for it. Sort of like in some aspects of blood rage. All right. Okay, folks, that brings the cross-examination <laughs> to a close. Alan, Drew, thank you for, or Alan and Jay, thank you for your You're questions. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Moves us on to the case files. And again, oh man, Let's Seem just like, do it. Seemed like last year was the the. I film my, stars. I've and got my flame. Stars. I got my
1: flame suit on. Let's go. They,
0: no, we got nothing for that. But oh, we do, we do have star on a sad note. Oh, we lost another legend this oh. week. Oh, damn it, uh, Len Wein. Wow, uh, Len
1: Wein. Wein. Len Wein, Wein uh,
0: man. Co creator of Wolverine. Run the list. Co creator of Swamp Thing. Created Nightcrawler, Storm, Colossus. Helped define early. X-Men, uh, just an absolute legend in the field. Basically uh,
1: defined the X-Men as we know them today. Yes.
0: He and Giant Claire Size Claremont. X-Men
1: number one was yeah. the thing that turned the yep. page from the 60s to X-Men that we yeah. know.
0: Um, and kind of saved X-Men. Yes. X-Men was not doing
1: well. No, time. it was not. Very much so. Saved um, he passed away. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Wolverine. And, I mean, I mean just, play the Six Degrees of Separation. Len Wein gives you Swamp Thing, which gives you Alan Moore, which gives you the whole 80s boom culture yeah. of adult comics. And by, by all accounts, um, anyone that worked with Len Wein basically said if he was editing the book, his influence would be felt on that book just by the nature of him being the editor without him even passing a note to the writer. Yeah. Just just having him there made a book better. The guy yep. was an absolute legend in comics, man.
0: Yeah, um, it seems we've lost a couple this year, uh, comic legends. It's unfortunate, but we're kind of getting that time in our lives where yeah. our childhood is slowly starting to face mortality. Sure um, is. So the comic world is definitely less without Len, uh, but we can we can uh, take heart in the characters and the stories he's given us, and you know crack open an old
1: old issue this week absolutely in man. honor of len read up on len wine kids he yeah. that that dude he's has, he put in the work yeah all right
0: now on to happier things true yeah like a green mushroom being punched out of a block the nest classic is getting another shot at life sure is sir announced i think it was your late to- yesterday or early today it today that the NES Classic will be coming back in 2018. So all you kids that splurged on them on eBay for 500 bucks, he's, yeah, ee. yeah, folks, you got to remember,
1: Nintendo likes money. They heard you. I know that they made it. Made, sometimes, look, I'm a fan. I, I me more than anyone knows. Nintendo giveth, Nintendo taketh away. Yes, <laughs> this is good news. They 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 heard the complaints. They probably saw that secondary market crap happening and they were probably not happy about it because that's money they could have had in their pocket. And uh, yeah, that's... And and also... It's it's not that Nintendo is mad that people are selling them on the secondary market.
0: It's mad that they didn't figure out that people would be willing to pay that much for their systems. Well,
1: (laughs) again, I cannot fault them for the way it shook out. They did the market research and these little niche... Tchotchke consoles. Yeah. Well, they're, the, the NES Classic was not the first of these. No. no. sega got right those in.
0: out there and all that crap. You can crap. walk in and write get like a Sega Genesis and
1: Atari right. 2600. And they, they, you know, they're just, they, yeah. they didn't do business. You know, I mean, they're out there, but they're not doing business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nintendo looked at that and, and said, okay, here's a little holiday stocking stuffer. This is it. We're not going to go nuts with these. People went berserk for it. Yeah. I don't know why or how. Just right place, right time, right product. I, I can't explain it, but they heard you. You're getting it back next think- year, and the pre-orders with the SNES Classic. And oh boy, I had a good time with those. Yeah. Um, Reggie came out uh, this week and said this and said basically, we know it's been problematic. Don't buy them on eBay. Do not buy them from scalpers. We are going to have product available yeah. on release day and into next year. Okay. I now here's the thing. That's all great. And I want to believe it. And I hope it works out. We'll great. see what happens. But if the, I, I just don't know what the real, the real demand is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as like, they prepare, I wonder if it's going to be like, Oh, you, you, you prepared, huh? Yeah.
0: People More, were, people were know, lining up outside for the original NES classic. Yeah. And, I think that is one that kind of taps into the uh, nostalgia fan base a little more than the SNES Classic. I I got a feeling the SNES is going to be bigger. But, yeah, the whole SNES having a game on it that was never released of a major That's a big franchise. selling point. Absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah, there's going to be lines. I don't think... I think that it won't be as bad as it was with the SNES Classic. But well, I that's think if, you're not, a- if you don't have a pre ordered and you're not lining up the night before you probably won't get one
1: not right away on day of release but they are going to again they've promised they're going to be stocking them throughout the year so I'm
0: hoping it's going to be fun do you think they will kind of tweak the next classic like give a longer
1: cord or whatnot give a second controller no I don't think so not as long as they can sell those extension cables I know I feel you why would we give
0: the people something they need when we can simply make them buy them you're the business guy in the Hashtag room here.
1: Nintendo logic. You're the business guy in the room here. Yeah, but See, uh, well, yeah, but
0: yeah, but what? They there, did, there are things that are just kind of douchey. That's business,
1: sir. This is why this is why you I err on the great side of our portable art.
0: system. I know, I feel you. Four hour battery life. Have fun. Depends, Go
1: buy a battery. Depends pack. on the game.
0: Um, okay. So two two big pieces of news from the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, actually, um, Return of the Jedi—you might say—J. Uh, uh, J. Abrams. No, <laughs> <laughs> J. J. Abrams has confirmed to be returning to write and direct Star Wars Episode Nine. That's because, uh, well, yeah, we talked about it last week. The guy got—we talked about the did guy we? getting fired last week. Did we, yeah, yeah, we
1: did. Man, this this cold has me—it's a- got you baffled.
0: Wow. Okay, because we went through your whole like how you're kind of out on Star Wars thing and whatnot did did the director getting fired factor into that i don't remember talking about that pretty sure that it yeah i know we talked about the director getting fired last week
1: okay man Um, so i need help well anyway uh sorry colin thanks for joining us Uh, (laughs) yeah so so so
0: jj's back jj's coming back how do you feel Um, about this i'm okay with this proven commodity Uh, He was, he, and see, I was was tweeting with a friend of mine who was tweeting with Narga he knows earlier today, and they said they're like, they're fine with this, but they were kind of looking forward to three distinct directorial visions on Star Wars. Well. Okay, (sighs) folks, I got news for you. That implies that that's even a possibility. Star Wars films and Marvel films are not films that reflect directorial vision, with the exception of Guardians of the
1: Galaxy. And arguably, Iron Man Three. Yeah, Shane Black put a little more personality into it. Christmas. What? All his films take place at Christmas.
0: Do they really? Yeah, You never knows that. No. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Check it out. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. These films are made large in part. Like, yes, the director makes them. He says. Their, he course. says. He says. Action and He's cut. cut. <laughs> but the, the products are made large in part by the companies that own them. Yeah. Now, 99% of the time, I would be against this. I would be against a corporate product. Why are you okay with this one? Because you know what? Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah. I just want a Marvel film. Yeah. I don't want... I want Marvel's Ant-Man. You don't want, I don't I, want Edgar Wright's yes, ant I
1: understand. Ant-Man. I understand.
0: I want... Disney's Star Wars, because they've shown with two movies they know what Star Wars should feel like, yeah. and they've also shown a lot of reluctance to push it forward. Well, we don't know they ex they haven't had really an opportunity to push it for you. This is Force true. Awakens, no,
1: this, no, you are No, you are, you are absolutely right.
0: Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams right. were really smart with Force Awakens, because they knew that people needed to be reminded why they love Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. And they did that while still... Introducing new concepts—it's not like a light speed jump
1: forward. I would say concepts, but characters that yeah. we that we like. We do like all the kids. Ca- yeah, the, they they were very smart with introducing new people with ties to the old, and making sure—and I guess this is credit to JJ—casting them well enough and giving them enough chemistry together yes. to make us care. Yeah. So full marks.
0: Yeah. So I am okay with JJ coming back. Over two movies, Disney slash Kathleen Kennedy have given me no reason to doubt their decisions. Loved Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Loved Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm as
1: optimistic as I ever was. It's a safe choice. I get it. Here's why I'm nervous. I'm a JJ vet, sir. But see, he's done more good hey, than hey, bad hey, and hey, all you point hey, but, out is but, the bad. But, but here's here's why. And don't say lost cuz he had yeah. very little to do with yeah, lost. Maybe well, then, then maybe he should have stuck around. JJ seems to enjoy setting up the mystery but not paying it off. JJ likes to introduce the concept but not execute the concept. So But you're the
0: guy who always says you don't need you don't need to know why Darth Vader turned to the dark side. You just want to see
1: cool Darth Vader. That's fine, but I'm just worried about this guy's ability to give us closure. That's all I'm saying. So, seeing as this is the third and final act of this trilogy, is this guy who has a real hard time closing the book going to be able to close the book to set to all of our satisfaction? If that's was, my concern. If it was just JJ, yes, I would say there might be some valid concern. There. He does have another writer, right?
0: Yeah, they're bringing in a, a new okay, a new writer. Okay, uh, but again. Star Wars, it all starts and ends with Kathleen Kennedy. All right. Well, and I'm okay with that because this is a woman who's essentially produced our childhood. That's. Well, when did she come on board a Lucasfilm? Dude, she was involved like when in the first Indiana Jones. Okay, well. And tons of stuff outside of that going forward. Look fair at her, her, I'm not, her. I'm not besmirching her. her.
1: I, I tr- she, she, she got left in charge of it all for a reason. I, yeah. I, I trust her. I just. Uh, Last Jedi is going to be a real test for me. If they push the push things in a new direction with stuff we haven't seen before or if they're going to just copy paste from the Star Wars playbook. So bringing back yeah. bringing back JJ well, who, who but, yeah. That that's like
0: okay, okay. Yeah, we're both in agreement that they kind of had to do what they did with
1: Force Awakens. Yes, but just with The Force don't Awakens.
0: Don't do it with Everything. We else. don't want Empire Partone, we don't want Jedi part Exactly.
1: Two. I want new stuff with New stuff, yes. new things going forward. Um So yeah. We'll see. I'm yeah. It's a good choice. It's a it's a safe choice. Yeah. I know it will be competently done. The, the, there will be chemistry on screen. It will be fun. Yeah. It's safe. To I say just that hope it
0: pays the off. The movies are not going to be bad.
1: No, I I don't have prequel dread by any stretch of the imagination.
0: I just want it to be really good. Did you have prequel dread going into Phantom Menace?
1: Uh, Or were you kind of like the rest of us,
0: just happy to have new I was,
1: I was Star Wars drunk at the time, so no, I wasn't really scared until I read the first review. Yeah. Like the day before the movie came out. And I read it and I'm just like, this guy can't be right. Who's this guy besmirching Star Wars on the internet what does he know? Yeah. Then I saw the movie. I was like, yeah. I still... I still like it. It's got it's, it's still good. still, still good, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that. That, that kind of bias your... Uh, you, you tell yourself, like, no, no, no. know, it's, it's... You know, it's a little different, but it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Then you see it again, you're just like, it's, it's, still, it's still good. It's, yeah. Until you then break. you see it, like, ten
0: times like I did, because I worked at a theater. <laughs> oh, man. Then you just want to kill yourself every time Jar Jar's on screen. It took a couple of viewings to be like, this... <laughs> This isn't good.
1: (laughs) This isn't good. This really isn't good. (laughs) I don't know how to feel right now. Yeah, it was a real cultural touchstone, man. It was. It was a generation that grew up with that that blockbuster, and and they didn't know like who we. Yeah, like the thought that it could disappoint wasn't even in our on our radar. It it was like an impossibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That it happened. Yep.
0: Um, And (laughs) second part of the news is that the release date ah. of episode nine has been pushed and i'm happy about this push back because it was in
1: may yes and then they're bringing it back to december good like star wars in december that's i want star wars for christmas every year well yes. hang on, hang on, i take that back not every year you're gonna get star wars for christmas, I whether you like see, it or not that's the problem i know but if i'm gonna get star wars you know what i want it at christmas time they own, it's worked out so well for them already. Just stick, yeah. They should never have mm-hmm. strayed. Stick with it. You guys own Christmas now. Yeah. Christmas is Disney property. Yep. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Little R with a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Disney owns Christmas now. Yeah,
0: they do. Um, and I think that is it for the news. Okay. happening this week. All right. A lot right, of this stuff right. happened. Oh, you know what? I thought of something. When you mentioned Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you would never have hooked into this interview. Oh, boy. Um, I heard an interview with David Lindelof. Oh. And he told a story about Lost that made something click in my head. You know what Lost is? Lost is the Spider-Man clone saga.
1: Oh, God. I have to know more. Because
0: when the writers originally started the Spider-Man clone saga, it was supposed to be a very short story. Yeah. Four or five issues at the most. Okay, a couple crossovers. That's it. Yeah, book sold like crazy. Marvel says no, no. Stretch it out. We need more clones. Give us more. Give us more. Same thing happened with Lost. The original plan for Lost was I think four or five seasons.
1: I think originally it was three. It ended up going and then six. I think
0: ABC said no, ten seasons.
1: Well, they didn't get there. They so.
0: compromised on yeah, 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 seven or well, nowhere.
1: that's so, that's fair. But and th- they said like the writers were just like.
0: Uh, there's so much stuff we can stretch out here.
1: Yeah, that's fine, but I still would have preferred... No, I'm just saying. No, not... I, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a fair point, but here's the thing. Even if they have to stretch it out, at least have your ending in mind. And those guys, Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, he was the other guy that was yeah. in charge, and J.J., they all have Kiff since come out and said, like, yeah, like, we had no you. plan, we were winging it. Like they Same had... thing with freaking Ronald Moore over on Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica... Paul Dini was involved in Lost too. Man, Paul
0: Balesker. Did, did you watch Balesker? Like the no. new one? Okay, you're like the third person this week in the past seven days
1: to ask me that. It's great. Yeah, until it's good. until it's not, then it yeah. falls off a cliff <laughs> and it doesn't recover. By the way, so and what? here's a, and here's why it's extra egregious. In the title, in the opening credits, they talk about the Cylons. The Cylons have bombed the human. Yeah. whatever. The Cylons are are organized, or the Cylons did this and this. And they have a plan. And they have a plan. That was in the credits. It never came to fruition. What was the plan? Ronald (laughs) Ronald D. Moore comes out later on and says, like, yeah, we didn't know. We just put that in there because it sounded cool. No. (gasps) You can't do that. (laughs) No. You got to pay
0: that off, dude. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. No, I just, when, when we mentioned, like, you know, not... Yeah, and that, no, that I, interview just triggered in That's my, fair. That's my head, that's a so. fair
1: point. I just yeah. You can stretch remember, it out, but just stick your landing. Saw. But you had no landing. So, you know, it's like, folks, we're stretching things out. We're stretching the flight out a little longer. The bad news is we still have no landing gear. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> well, well, guess, enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, folks, we're going down. So <laughs> <laughs> Light
0: them up. <laughs> Light them up, because we're going down. <laughs> All right. That brings news to a close. Time... To, looks like, at least for me, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, just make oh. it sure, make it sure. You know, as I look over, Marvel. it's interesting to see that your notes, like mine, are sparse on this episode. I usually fill up this page. Short episode. Short episode, and, and a I can good sum- episode. It's a good
1: episode. I can sum it up pretty quickly, though. All well, you can eat buffet? buffet? Uh, Let's get to know each other? That, yes, there you go. Let's get to know each other. Yeah. That's the theme of the whole episode. But it's done really well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it is.
0: Like, with more um, important stuff thrown in there. Again, you know, we get more Danny and Luke
1: you know, getting right? to know each other, right? and it's
0: great. It's and I love it. Uh, and I hate
1: Danny. Yet, there he is with Luke, and I'm like, I see, you guys, you guys like, are good he's, together. He's so much better in this series. He really is, actually. Danny is infinitely more tolerable in this, yeah. in this show than he was in Iron Fist on its own.
0: So, this is episode four, entitled The Royal Dragon um yeah so we got the defenders together all four of them are together yes they're running away from midland circle Mm-hmm. they hide out in a, a chinese, chinese restaurant. restaurant called like you do the royal dragon well if you're gonna find a place to hide out and you know you've been fighting so you gotta up your, you your car you got a carb load sure yeah yeah gotta replenish um
1: as danny restaurant. points out
0: yeah. Gotta replenish Got my to chi. Replenish chi. <laughs> um, and they had a lot to replenish because Danny had to buy four of everything on the menu. He did.
1: And he had to pay the rent for six months to hide yes. out there. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Matt is the only person hiding out in the beginning. So he's still putting on the ruse, as it were.
0: Yes. Hiding out literally and
1: figuratively because he's keeping the scarf on. Correct. Exactly. Now, Matt and Danny are the only guys clued into the hand. Jess and Luke still in the yeah. dark and they're not buying it. They're both very skeptical.
0: Jess, from her perspective, she's still working a case. Right. Uh, Luke is still kind of chasing down the White Hat, who's hiring the kids in Harlem. Correct. Their worlds are about to get a whole lot bigger in this episode.
1: Yes. This is, yeah. yeah. Now, Jess, again, detective. Yeah. Investigator. Yeah. She obviously knows Matt's putting on a, a show, and she figures out, you are Daredevil. You're Daredevil. You're Daredevil. Yeah. And Jenny? not
0: only did she figure it out, she's like, they're two steps away from figuring it out. Yourself, yeah. So you're not fooling anyone. Here. Right. Just Matt just wants it. to like exit <laughs> the situation as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, which is strange. Because, I mean, he at least knows that Danny is hip to the hand. Yeah. Maybe at least tag up with him. Don't and stop, stop trying to go it alone all the time, Matt. You know what? I think that we
0: still have a little bit of shell shock. With Matt. Sure. From losing Electra.
1: Yeah. And, and, not, and then he and re-encountering her. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't.
0: Even people he doesn't know,
1: he wants to protect. Yeah. He's adamant about that in this episode. Yeah. I have people. I have people. I have to. I can't and, reveal like, myself. Yeah. He
0: doesn't understand who or what Danny is. So he doesn't know that Danny's been fighting the hand his whole life. All his life. Right. Whereas there's still relatively new addition to Matt's life. So I he's do, just trying to get. Away from the situation. But. Who, essentially to protect
1: the rest of them. Someone does point out though. As he says I have to protect those I care about yada yada. Is, does someone actually say to him like. And we don't. Yeah Luke. Luke. Luke points out. Luke, man. Good dude. Yeah. Because when you look at the group. You know.
0: Matt and Luke. Are the ones who have the most connections. And the deepest connections.
1: Um, yeah I guess so. I mean, to their neighborhoods in a sense, and uh, like when you look they at both Danny. know Claire. Yeah. When you look at Danny, oh, Luke knows Claire. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: when you look, and at, Matt had a shot too. <laughs> yeah. When when you look at Danny, um, New York is not home for him. No. So there's not a connection there, and his relationship with Colleen is still relatively new.
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: there's whereas there's a deep emotional tie. There, it's not like you know, Matt and Foggy. Right. History. Right, right. Um Jessica is constantly pushing people away, even those closest to her. Yeah, yeah. She so, is not a team player, as it were. So yeah. Matt and Luke, I think, are the ones with who are most interested in protecting those closest to them.
1: Um what do I got here? Well, he eventually does take off the mask.
0: Yeah, Jessica convinces him to stay and take off the mask.
1: I have a note here when he does his hair's looking really good for being in that in that scarf. Well, you know, the scarf breathes well. I guess so. Um, Took it off, like, and he was yeah. perfectly
0: coiffed. And dude, it's Matt Murdoch, <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 a world league fighter. He's he's a, an amazing superhero, but he's also got game.
1: I, oh, we know this. I'm, I'm this we know. Game. Oh, I know. You got to tell me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting to see
0: the team. Concept creep in
1: with e- these guys. Yeah. Jess They're is by not, no means 18. No, not yet.
0: But Danny is eager. Danny sees this as kind of, for
1: lack of a better term, fate. I have in my notes twice here Danny is the voice of reason in this episode. Yeah. Several times I wrote that down because he's the one trying to say, like, we should work together. Yeah, we
0: are stronger together. Yeah. You know, I'm the Iron Fist. You're a blind ninja. You're bulletproof.
1: Whatever you are. Yeah. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> um so Matt eventually does give away, you know, he, he explains yeah, I'm Daredevil, so. yada yada. Uh so Electra, meanwhile, is having something of a uh Murphy it's you moment. Little bit. Little bit. She's
0: uh she's examining the scars and later on in the episode we see uh when she's in the weapons room she's focusing on the psi.
1: Yeah. She did white hat stupidly electra her it's you <laughs> electra it's you <laughs> anyway
0: um i just got this image in my head of matt running into a kitchen with a white silk robe i really have to tell you something <laughs> <laughs> i love you i want this to be a thing <laughs> oh that's great that's fantastic actually foggy sitting on the floor watching tv can you do that can you do that Dad?
1: (laughs) oh magical just magical (laughs) um so i have a question about alexandra now yeah
0: we established last episode that she is in charge of the
1: hand yes and she's been in charge for a long yes. time. Which Jess also figures out... Well, she doesn't know it's her, per se, but she figures out that whoever's in charge of all these shell companies over the centuries yeah. is the same person. Yeah,
0: signature is the same. the yes. Names aren't too different either.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: not only do we learn last episode that she's the leader of the hand, we start to learn this episode
1: she's not the only leader of the hand. No, there's multiple... There's five fingers of the hand, apparently. Yes. It's getting a little warm in here. Um, so... She's dying, right? yes, if she's di- okay, so she's dying, you'll learn all right, I guess will explain I it. guess my big question is like she's dying, she's the head of the hand, yeah, what does she want what's what destroy New York great why you're gonna die it'll it'll come to light all right, yep,
0: okay, so it was interesting to get the history lesson on the hand, and I want to ask you.
1: If it's accurate, yeah. Again, I don't,
0: you've read much more Daredevil. You'd than You think I, have.
1: I would know, and I honestly, don't? I, I don't.
0: Okay. I, th- I drew a lot of parallels between the hand as they described him in this show to like League of Assassins from DC. Okay. Because you know being responsible, you know Pompey, you know
1: the, the, the whole Chernobyl, secret society yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Illuminati, that's a little yeah. that's a bit of a stretch, I think, from where they they came from in the comics, but. I think that's sort of accurate with the different yeah. heads of the of the clan, I think. Um obviously nowadays I think they stick with one. So I think Electra has led them for a stretch. Uh Daredevil famous infamously led them for a stretch. Yep. Avoid that storyline, kids. Uh, yeah, Shadowlands. Yeah, good. no. No. Yeah. Um Okay, so one of them being a taxidermist, apparently. Yes. I thought it was a butcher. When I first, when this scene I, first started, I, I thought I,
0: he either, might have been a butcher. Either way, yeah, he's cutting up an animal. He's cutting up a bear.
1: Yeah, Kill Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, kind of. He's getting his hands into his honey pot. Um, just being the reluctant one to you know to join in here, and then Luke gets to be the voice of the reason for a minute.
0: Yeah, Jess leaves. She does for a hot minute.
1: Luke tries to get her back. Yep. There's a little, a little unresolved, awkward tension. Yeah, there and- I want to remind Luke you have coffee waiting at home. Yeah, yeah. With Claire, I
0: think I think both actors played that scene extremely well. Okay.
1: Um. So yeah, but yeah. Claire at home, Luke. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um. All right. So Stick shows up. Yes. Now, if you're watching Daredevil in the context of Daredevil, Stick can be kind of a. a, a Pardon the pun, a stick in the mud figure. Yes. Figure, so like because you know he's, his 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 goals are nebulous and it's he, he kind of complicates Matt's life and we like Matt and we relate to Matt and yeah. you know yada yada. And this well, is everything Stick has been telling Matt. Right. About. Let me. So now here we are in Defenders and Matt still being a child about all of this. And all I can think watching this is like, all right, at this point, he's right. What more yeah. do you need to know to know that he's right? Stop being a child and man up. This one, I know you don't like the guy, but he is on the right page this
0: time. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a question of whether or not Matt thinks Stick is right. It's just an issue of how wary Matt is of Stick's tactics to go
1: about getting what he wants. Fair enough, but I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag here. No, I get that. We also Everyone seems, Danny knows what you're dealing with, Stick is corroborating. Yeah. You know now, too, you've dealt with Nobu and them as well. Yeah buddy, time to start making decisions. Yep. You know? So I, I would like Matt to maybe just lighten up a little bit sooner than he did here in this episode. Yeah,
0: it's it's interesting to see Stick um, almost reverent to
1: Danny. A little bit, although he like, does point out that Danny's not that smart. Well, yeah, he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> um, Stomps on his cell phone.
1: They're tracking you,
0: dummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stick... I really like how Stick just kind of lays down the history of the hand in this episode. Um, God, I had a point I was going to make, but I just blanked on it. Dang to oh, happen. Well. Um, Yeah, I think Matt is just wary of, of Stick's tactics and how he goes about getting what he wants. Although I do find it interesting that Stick, in this episode, as far as fighting skills, almost puts Matt on a higher shelf than Danny. He does
1: say that Matt is the most gifted fighter he'd ever seen, most
0: naturally gifted fighter he's ever seen. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he doesn't have that glowing fist,
1: though. Doesn't have a glowing fist. No. So Jess departs, right? Yes. Jess. Jess takes off. Matt and Stick have a little heart to heart, and Matt knows. Matt does remark to Stick, "You didn't mention Electra." Yeah. And it, Stick remarks, out. "Well, neither here, did here, you." Here. Yeah. So I think they're both. Even though Stick is very much of the mind of. It's not her, Matt, and you're going to have to kill her. Yeah. Don't be swayed. At the same time, Matt, by pointing out that he didn't mention her, I think they both might have a second thought or two yeah. about what they may have to do with Electra.
0: Yeah. I think so, Stick is, if he sees the opportunity, he'll, he will kill her. But I yeah. think at the same time, if he sees uh, an opportunity to save her... He's not necessarily not going to act on it. Yeah. Well, Whereas Matt is exact opposite. Sure. Matt's going to try with everything he can in his power to
1: save her. Yeah.
0: Because that's just, I mean, that's their relationship aside, that's who Matt is.
1: Yes. So speak of the devil. Alexander shows up. Yep. Conveniently. Yes. And civilly. Yeah. Very civilly. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. She tries to sway. All, apparently what she really wants is Danny.
0: Yeah, she wants Danny and she wants him alive.
1: Yeah, so that she needs Danny for for whatever purpose that she needs him for. And she puts out the very weak offer that if you come with me, I may let you all live. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I don't think that's quite going to do the job to get him to come with you peacefully, but whatever, whatever. So obviously the team is not having this team, loose loose definition. Uh, Electra shows up. It's about to go down. And then Jess comes back. <laughs> Jess just hits in her time. with a Ford. Yeah,
0: throws <laughs> a truck through a window. Crashes a truck through a window. Hits Electro with an SUV. Um, she
1: takes it very well, by the way.
0: Well, you know, it didn't look like it was coming through that fast. Sure. Yeah. And um, we get the big fight.
1: We're going to fight next episode. Yeah, it's
0: it's that that screen that you see before the the match starts in a fighting game. It's yeah. it's the end of the first Mortal Kombat. Defenders
1: movie. versus. Yeah. yeah. The hand. Everyone get in your fighting pose. Cut.
0: Yep. Yeah. Sure. So That's really it. Yeah. It was a it was kind of a Catch Your Breath episode. Catch Your Breath it was a short especially episode. A shorter it, episode after what was going on last time. Um what do you think of the pacing so far?
1: Uh it, we're 4 episodes in and it's actually feeling pretty brisk. Yeah. Um especially this episode Ed, because it was only like 40 minutes, but that's fine. It it did what it needed to do i still feel like the hand is a little nebulous as a threat and i've kind of without i have not read any spoilers but some of the chief complaints i do hear about the show defenders is that the hand aren't necessarily the most compelling villains because their motivations and the stakes are always a little unclear so how much can i really invest in feeling threatened by them when i don't really know who they are or what they're going to do i can see that
0: also, the hand don't really have a face.
1: No, they like when you think of the hand. When she did that. Yeah, when you
0: think of the hand, you instantly think of a red ninja. You yes. don't think of like a leader figure.
1: No, no. The closest I can get is Elektra. Yeah, and she's not the leader. She's just a tool right. for them. Yeah, that would help. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character. Maybe if they would have introduced it sooner in Daredevils, baby or something like that, or or, or Fist. I'd have a little more sense of... I could put a face to it and go, yeah. ah, they're bad. Here's why. Yeah. Have a scene... Like, put it this way. Daredevil season one. We knew Fisk was bad news because he crushed yep. a guy's head in a car door. Like, you know... Brains go drippy drippy. Yeah, we we set some stuff up concretely yeah. up front. The hand are still kind of vague to me. Yeah, no, so, I get that. That's my only concern. And I think... You know, ultimately the, the the wheel that's turning in my head and I'm starting to get a little nervous, but not nervous, but okay. So we live in this era of, uh, I'm air quoting prestige TV, right? Yeah. Daredevil season one felt like a prestige TV show more or less. Yep. And season two. I By and large season two. But now as things are kind of going on with the other shows and now Defenders, I'm starting to think like, you know, I'm a little worried that maybe that's the wrong term and maybe we're just, maybe Marvel's content just to kind of, give us i wouldn't call it prestige i just call it adventures i don't necessarily think
0: it's a difference between difference between prestige tv and not prestige tv i don't think marvel sets out to do something that's already been defined i think they set out to do their thing that yeah yeah i know but i I, when you look when when you look at the Daredevil series, when you look at the Luke Cage series, Jessica Jones series, and even to a lesser extent, Iron Fist, their own stories are told there. And whereas with the exception of Daredevil season two and a lot of Iron Fist, they're not. Yes, they live in the Marvel world, but it's not as extreme a Marvel world as we've in theaters.
1: No, so. That's, I don't but think now that's,
0: everything is just kind of started to
1: converge. Yeah, but I guess what I mean is it, they're not shows that are really. Th- I thought that they would go down this real character heavy path, like prestige shows do, like like Breaking Bad or something like that does. Yeah, which nothing is going to be Breaking Bad, but uh, that kind of thing where it was you know very heavy drama. Very defined characters with very defined stakes, and, and, and to a degree, are about something. And I feel like that's kind of getting pushed to my, my, to me. My, my realization is that maybe that's not the case. Maybe this is just kind of serialized adventures. Well, that's also harder to do the more characters
0: you have to have on screen at the same time. That's
1: In the case of Defenders, that is true.
0: And the first couple episodes were very much that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, yeah I just I hope each show can still carve out a unique identity and not devolve it because even Luke Cage man like I thought we were getting prestige stuff until spoilers Cottonmouth dies yeah show takes a left turn and now it's just the adventures of Luke not necessarily as well defined you know stakes as there were Iron Fist dude who knows what was going on there I mean that's just fever dream stuff. So now Defenders being another show that's kind of continuing that thread. I, I would hope that maybe going forward when Defenders is over, because I, I haven't seen how it ends, so I don't really know. Yeah. But I hope we can kind of get back to like, you know what? No. We're, these shows individually are about something, and we're going to execute that with good character stuff, and we're going to get back to being a little more, I keep using the term, but prestige yeah. kind of television.
0: I think I kind of view Defenders going into it and having seen it, um, I view Defenders in the same way that I view, view the Avenger films. They're the annual issue. Okay. They're All right. The, that's, that's they're the once a once a year, not necessarily connected, but can be used to tie up some strings. All right. Just grand, grandiose, big, fantastical thing. Okay. That's fair. So. All right. Yeah. And I mean, yes, we're halfway through the series at this point, but there's still a lot of series left. Okay. You might not think about looking seeing only like four episodes left. There's a lot.
1: Well, they're covering a lot left. of ground in the past couple. Things escalated quickly. So yeah. I think that will continue. So, all right. So, yeah. All
0: right, folks. That does it again for us here at the courthouse. We very much appreciate you stopping in and giving us some of your time. If you'd like to reach out to us, ask us any questions or share any opinions or thoughts with us, you can do so at the following you can go to Twitter and follow us at Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Pod. You can email us at TheDevilsDewPod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, TheDevilsDewPodcast.com. Drew, any parting thoughts?
1: Um, preliminary. Don't look for it yet, but I'm just going to put out there that hopefully, pending uh, acceptance... You may also add Spotify to that list, but we'll see about that. Mm -hmm. So I'll keep you posted when when I have more information or possible confirmation or rejection. I'll let you know.
0: All right, there you go. Excellent. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us, Court.